The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time, she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation, and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about being stress-free. And I've just been reading this wonderful book called The Hip Guru's Guide to the Stress-Free College Student, Natural Tips for a Happier Campus Life. And this is perfect for us because we are sitting here on the campus of the University of California, Irvine, with all these students here who are undergoing stress. And we have this wonderful guide for how to just change your life. And we have a fabulous uh, guest with us who happens to be the author, Swami, who is um, Swami G. He said I can call him Swami G. Tirtha. And Swami is, uh, let me tell you a little bit about his background. It's a fabulous background. He is called the Hip Guru. And he has spoken to the White House Commission on uh, Complementary and Alternative Medicine Policy. He is the author of the Amazon bestseller, the Ayurveda Encyclopedia, with 30,000 copies now in print. And he's a breakthrough expert helping colleges and and companies dissolve stress and achieve goals. Swamiji has been carrying sharing wellness and consciousness success solutions for the past four decades. And his new book, The Stress-Free College Student, is listed on the Bryant University's Pinterest Books Worth Reading page alongside their list of 50 books that changed the world. Swamiji focuses on helping people deal with their inner conflict through awakening and addressing their conflicting beliefs systems that are deep inside all of us. He uh, experienced himself. His biggest conflict came while he was a freshman in college back in 1972, when unfortunately he lost his parents in a car accident. Oh, my heart goes out to him. Losing all interest in his studies and socializing, his only focus was on reliving the grief and the angst of this tragedy. So after a year without any solution, down in the dumps, he discovered a relatively new phenomenon just coming to the United States, which was meditation and yoga. And for the first time, Swamiji found some inner peace and breathing room to begin to cope with his irrevocable altered life. 
After college, he became a meditation and yoga teacher, and he studied India's healing science, Ayurveda, and now blends them with cutting-edge brainwave tools and the heart waves research technologies to help people. And he helps college students, entrepreneurs, and others with their physical, emotional, career, and spiritual conflicts and discover and achieve their visions. Swamiji was recognized as a Swami, which is a monk, by his guru in the Himalayas in India back in 1990. And his latest book, which we have right here, The Stress-Free College Student, gives natural tools to relieve the epidemic of 80% of college students that report anxiety and depression. And there's a dropout rate of 50% of college students. So you can learn more about him at the Hip Guru's guide.com and also at our website at conflicthealing.com. So we're so thrilled to have you coming to us this morning all the way from the East Coast. So thank you for joining us. Good morning, Mari. Thank you for inviting me to your show. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I learned transcendental meditation back when I was in college. I hate to even say the year, but it was, um, yeah, it was Maharishi came to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, and then I took transcendental meditation because I was feeling that stress as a college student just a couple years before you. But um, I really admire the fact that you've really become a Swami and you've really taken it to help others. So that's this is a wonderful book for um, the stress-free college student. I think it's great. So why is it that you decided to really focus on college students? Well, the college student, in my life, things sort of fall into place. And I was talking with a colleague who is a works with colleges. And as we discussed what was going on there, I said, you know, I, I could very easily put together something to address this in a way that's really fun for the kids. And what I mean by that is they certainly don't need another book to read. They've got enough textbooks. So what I wrote was a very thin book, which I really call Pinterest on paper. It's yes. like Pinterest. There's pictures, there's quotes, there's uh, short stories from students and teachers who have actually found natural solutions so that they could get through college relatively stress-free. And just some tips about foods and uh, other types of things which we can talk about today. Mm. Uh, So I said I could do this very quickly and uh, get this out there. And now every day I get uh, a number of uh, headlines about the stress on campuses and the stress-free programs that are starting up on campuses all across the country. Yes. And, you know, I just, I know, I remember back when I was in college, and that was, you know, the 60s, which was the crazy time anyway. But a lot of people were getting into drugs because that was a way that they could just escape from the stress. And then the the meditation came in, you know, because I remember that, you know, uh, the Beatles were singing, Jai Guru Deva, (laughs) you know. And so that's what I felt for me that, that was going to be better for me than getting into drugs. You know, that just was right. going to be a better thing for me. I needed to do it. But but I think we're still seeing drugs on campus. We're seeing people trying to find ways, alcohol, drugs, some kind of right. escape. And what, what you're offering is so much healthier and so much more enlightening and just transformational that it's just fantastic. Let's talk about some of the stressful things that students do face. Sure. Well, there 
in the news, there's the last year there's been a number of studies, and they found there are six main areas that students get stressed, and the number one area is the workload. And at my local university, I interviewed the college students, about 100, 200 students, and the number one uh, issue they reported was the workload. And you could tell because I would say, can I interview you? And they say, I don't have time. I'm rushing to class. Mm. <laughs> and they're running down the hall. And so that is really the number one issue on their minds. And it, it's not so much just the rushing, but in their minds they're always rushing. So that affects everything. They may not take time to eat well. They may not have enough time to sleep. Or if they lay down, maybe they're thinking about all they have to do. Yeah. So workload is really the number one issue, Mari. And, and you know, I think it, it's, it's a, a different time than when we were younger, too, in that we're also being bombarded, not only the workload at school and trying to do your work, but we're being bombarded by information, whether it's texts or it's the Internet or it's email or it's, you know, YouTube or whatever it is. We're just constantly being distracted. So even if you are trying to do something, you know, I'm, I'm writing a book and rewriting right now, and I've, I've written several books, but I know even for me, you know, I'll be writing on my computer and all of a sudden I hear that all these emails came in. You know, right. it's distracting. And I think that's stressing people out too, don't you? It's distracting and it takes up so much energy. I noticed that one day I turned off my email notification. And when I finished working on whatever I was doing, I, I felt so much more energy. And then I turned on the email and I started to feel myself get fatigued. <laughs> Just by, you have email, you have email. Right. And, and here's a tip that's actually not even in the book, but uh, if anybody can manage this, if you go to sleep early enough and you get up before dawn, it is the quietest time, and I get more work done. My mind is more focused. So I, I realize not everybody can get up early, but it is a wonderful tip that I would recommend. Yes, yes. I, I actually used to do that in college because I had friends who would, you know, take some kind of, a, a cult, you know, diet pill to stay up all night. I could never do that because I would just be a mess. So I would go to bed early but get up at three or four because then I, at least I had some rest. And and I'm still a morning person. This morning I had to get up at five because I had to do some work before I had a meeting. And so I, I'm like that too. And I think, you know, after having some sleep, I think your brain is rested. So you, you have a more, you're more refreshed. And then of course, if you meditate before you do that, then you're really ready to go. <laughs> I just saw yesterday on the TED Talks, there was a, uh, a neuroscientist and he showed a video of their research that when we sleep, the cerebrospinal fluid actually flushes through our brain cells and washes all the stuff away that's not healthy. Oh. So there is really valid reasons to get some sleep. Yes, yes. And, and another thing is I find that even a short nap, uh, you'll find afterwards your workload, you'll be clearer. You get so, it's like honing a, a sharp, getting a sharp knife. You can cut so much easier with a sharp knife. And if we get some good sleep, we can have a sharper mind and we get through our work quicker. And we, sometimes it feels like we're on an uphill battle. If we just take a break, whether it's a meditation break or a walk around the block or a nap, get back to the work and get through it a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. And I was just uh, having an interview just yesterday with um, 
a physician, a neurosurgeon who actually had a near-death experience, and he has written the proof of heaven. And I had him on my show, but he he is a neurosurgeon, and he and he has you know he came back and he had actually died with a meningitis and came back, and then he has this incredible story. But you know he was talking about the brain as well and how how the 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 brain and how it can replenish itself and and music he was saying the acoustics that he heard when he had that near death experience is what was healing him and now he ha- is working with uh, several uh, musicians who are also very spiritually inclined who are creating this trying to create this acoustic music that he heard because it is so healing and so um you know, just revitalizing. So, you know, that's yeah. another thing. Soft. I love to listen to gentle music. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm actually working with a new technology that monitors your heart ver- heart rate variability and then turns the wavelength into music of your literal heart. Wow. Listen to that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the kids, you know, like babies. Like if you put them when they're born and you put them next to your heart yeah. and then they go to sleep like that. I know even my puppy is like that. I could see that when I brought him home, you know, just laying on me. It just put him to sleep. It was just my heartbeat. So interesting stuff, isn't it? Wow. And, and Mari, really what you're saying now is, is the underlying theme of so many solutions. It, it's caring. It's our heart. It's um, humanizing ourselves, humanizing our friendships, our relationships. And knowing somebody cares, that's another big one. People, the students, particularly if they're freshmen, they're yeah. away from home, they're away from their families, their friends, their social network. Right. And that whole sense of isolation comes through. Yes. And if we uh, join a club uh, of any kind, whatever we love to do, uh, get around people that are like-minded, we start to make new friends, personalizing the... College is supposed to be a really great time in our life, and it can be. We just need a few simple little tips to, that we can uh, tweak as we, as we, to use as we tweak our college life. Yes, yeah. That feeling of isolation. I know um, my uh, paralegal, we um, brought her, her sister came down from San Jose to, uh, to go to school in Orange County. And, and, you know, just leaving her there, you know, uh, with three new roommates that she didn't know, it was really tough for her. But now she got, she joined the dance team and they took a retreat you know so this is her first semester so they took a retreat and you know that's what we were saying the same thing how wonderful it is because now she's got a team she's got friends and you don't feel so isolated so it's so important if you're on the campus you know you don't have to join a sorority or fraternity if it isn't your cup of tea but join something that feels good right yeah, a book club, a Toastmasters club, a chess club, a, a, a join an athlete, join the, the basketball team or the soccer team or, uh, or a music team. Or, right. I know one fellow I interviewed, uh, one woman I interviewed for the book, and uh, she, she loved music, but when she got to school, she stopped it because mm-hmm. she got so frazzled. Yes. And then she just spiraled out, out of control until we talked, and within two weeks she was back to her music. She found herself a good boyfriend, a good solid boyfriend, and yeah. things turned around again. 
Yeah, she found her dharma again, huh? <laughs> yeah, yes, her dharma, her life purpose. Right. So um, I just wanted to remind everybody who I'm speaking with. Um, we are spe- speaking with the hip guru, and we're talking about the hip guru's guide, the stress-free college student, natural trips for a happier campus life. And we're s- speaking with... Swami Tirtha, and he is telling us all about how we can all be stress-free. Now, the the things you're talking about are not just for college students, so if you're driving by and you're stressed out going to work, these also work for you as well. So let's talk about the difficulty that people have in releasing stress. Well, you know, for your your listeners, Mari, who are literally driving to work right now, just start to breathe. Take a nice deep breath through your nose. Keep your eyes on the road. Be aware of what you're doing. Right. Just take a nice deep breath in and then exhale when it's comfortable. And do that a few times. And right then and there, because when we're stressed, when we're tired, we actually stop ourselves from breathing when we need to breathe the most. So uh, I'm hoping now your listeners who try this will actually start to feel a little ease in in their energies right now. Right. Yes. So you claim that, um, that, well... What else can you do besides just, I mean, the breathing out seems to help me even more than the breathing in. I don't know if that's the letting go. I mean, I breathe exactly. deeply, but when I really go, <sighs> I know before a speaking engagement, I do that. If I see, you know, a couple hundred people in the room, you start to go, oh my gosh, you know. But <laughs> and then and then I just, I, I do this thing where I just envision this beautiful golden light coming down through me, and then I just breathe. <sighs> you know, and then I can go up there and, and feel that my lips are in my heart, and then I can speak from my heart, and then I'm okay. But, right, um, exactly. yeah, but so what are some of the other things that you suggest? Well, there's one that, that I can describe a little bit. Uh, you can actually, I made a free video that you could see on my website, and it's tapping the different Chinese acupuncture points on the face, on the head. Mm. And by, that's where all the stress comes, those major key areas, and it's like if you're in if you're driving to work and there's an accident and then the traffic jam is there. And in the same way when things slow down in our body, our energy paths, our energy roadways inside our body and mind, they get into their own jams mm. and so our energy gets stopped stopped stopped. And so by tapping those points and saying something positive, uh, just like you're saying, Mari, you're seeing the golden light, somebody could say, I'm having a good day and they tap those points. And within one minute, less than 60 seconds, you will feel a significant drop in the stress level, mm. whether it's emotional, even if it's a back pain or a, a eye headache. Most of the students and entrepreneurs that I work with, they will see a drop in their stress levels 40 to 100% within wow. those 60 seconds. So that, that video will be at thehipguruguide.com? Is that where yes. it is? Okay. It, yes, and if you go to the blog section, it's called Melt Stress in 60 Seconds or Less. Oh, I love it. Melt Stress in 60 Seconds or Less. Beautiful. And, you know, Mari, this is one of the key things I'd like to share with folks first. Sure. Yeah, you, you can have a, a more stress-free life in college or at home or at work. The second part of that is you can have that in 60 seconds or less. I mean, yeah. life goes on and you have new challenges. We have new challenges. But the stress of that moment can be relieved, and you can get back to being who you are, living your life purpose, and enjoying your life. Yeah. It makes a difference in the world. 
Exactly. Swami, you know, I always think how powerful our words are. So if we say negative words, every I think every cell in my body must listen to that, you know? But if I, if I say positive words, then every cell in my body <laughs> listens to that. So I've just decided in my old age, I choose to say something positive. Something negative happens, I just go, okay, everything happens for a reason. So I am just going to say it is what it is, and I do the best I can. That's it. Move on. Because otherwise you make yourself crazy, right? That's it. I mean, we, we know that uh, what we put our attention on becomes reality. Even science, physics has proved yeah. that when we look at a wavelength, it turns into a particle. So if we think loving thoughts about ourselves, we start to feel more loving. If we think negative things, we feel more, we find faults. And there's a wonderful saying that says, if you think you can do something or you think you can't do something, you're right. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I, you know what book I, I saw that you wrote a book about the um, Bhagavad Gita, Gita, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to get that book because I've been um, reading about the uh, a book called um, The Great Work of Your Life about finding your dharma. <laughs> right. yes. And and I haven't read the Bhagavad Gita. I keep saying it wrong, Bhagavad Gita. Thank you. Right. <laughs> but you wrote a book to make it easier, and I thought, as soon as I saw that in your bio, I thought, oh my gosh, that's the book I need to get. <laughs> we have to talk about that sometime, too. Absolutely. I wrote it using examples from our daily life, because yes. all, all the other versions talk about archery and chariots and nothing that Right, nothing we can relate to. I know. Corporate life and yeah, and, and low nine-to-five jobs. Yeah, that's why this book, The Great Work of Your Life, um, also, he does the same thing. He he talks about, well, he brings up like Susan B. Anthony and um, Thoreau, and he kind of relates that to them, you know. Which you know, is Thoreau is a great example, uh, only because I don't know Susan B. Anthony's story, but Thoreau's quote changed my life when I was in high school. It was the different drummer quote. He said, yes. it's okay to follow the beat of your own drummer. Yes. And I can tie that right to stress management. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an Oscar Wilde quote. Yeah. If you follow your heart, as Mari says, and you you be yourself in college, that's going to take away so much stress right there. Mm-hmm. If we try to fit in and be somebody we're not, if we take courses that somebody else wants us to take that doesn't feel like our life purpose, right. that's where the stress can really pile up too. Yes, yes. And I think it's so beautiful now that that these college students are growing up in a time when we're starting to talk about this kind of stuff because that wasn't really, you know, uh, out there as, as easily to um, to acquire as it is now. You know, I mean, thank goodness I found the Transcendental Meditation, but that was, uh, you know, that was basically because the Beatles were talking about it and that, you know, at that time. Right. But that was good. That was good. In so, our generation, I think it was Richard Gere. I mean, this generation now, Richard Gere got into uh, Buddhism. Yes. And, and so Buddhism has become quite prevalent, which is very good for mindfulness meditation. Yes, mindfulness is something that we are. It's hard to be mindful when you're on the uh, on the web or you're texting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's and and that's the thing. I mean, it's. You know, I mean, we have to, uh, on the other hand, you know, the Internet is wonderful because, you know, I could find you, I could find your website. Right. You know, we've got this, uh, the double-edged sword. We've got the beauty of it, and we can find 
beautiful spiritual things on the web. And um, so it's just kind of finding that balance, I think. It balances everything. And, and having things that help you not run your life, you don't, that's, that's really the balance. Yes. Let's no talk. one went to stand up and walk away. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the difference between, since this is a show, the genre is conflict healing. Um, what's the difference between internal and external conflicts? Okay, well, this is a great question. Well, external conflicts, to me, my definition is that there's a war in Syria. There is this um, earthquake in this area. There's fighting in this area, mm-hmm. uh, etc. These are external conflicts, conflicts in our world. Then, uh, far apart from that for a moment, the other end of the ex- uh, spectrum is somebody who's conflicted inside of them. Right. I really want to be a singer, but my parents spent all this money for me to go to med school. Okay, I had this experience when I was talking at the uh, St. George's Medical University in Grenada. One of the fellows said, I really want to play the piano, but I've been here three years now in med school. And we were able to find a mutually agreeable compromise where he could stay in med school because he didn't hate it, but we found time for him to play his piano, and that resolved his inner conflict. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And now to take that back to the world, there are people, wonderful people, trying to bring peace in this world. And if they are resolving their internal conflicts, mm-hmm. if they're at peace within themselves, that will make it that much easier if both sides are there. So I feel uh, the, the internal conflict, the, the more harmony there is inside of us, the easier it will be to have external harmony. Right, and we just send out that energy. We send that love and prayers. Mm-hmm. I was listening the other day to the uh, Charlie Rose show, and he was interviewing the former NSA uh, head, and he's saying how he projected so many more decades of, of fighting uh, these insurgents now. And and I just thought, well, from what you and I were just speaking of, what we put our attention on grows. Yeah. And all this, I mean, they're do, they're protecting our country. I'm not in. I'm, I'm fully yeah, yeah. respecting them. But we need a, a, a cabinet secretary of peace, right. as well as a secretary of war, at least to bring some balance, to bring some attention to peace. I know Marianne Williamson. Um, you know, she is yeah. uh, actually running for Congress, right? And okay. that's and she's been talking for years right. about um, setting up a a. A secretary of peace and uh, you know instead of the second not instead of but as well of like we have a secretary of interior we should have a secretary of peace and a peace right. department that we obviously don't let's talk a little bit about um dorm design you talk about that dorm design can ease conflict how does that happen yeah this is comes under the heading of, of energy flow just as our body is alive and if we if we eat a lot of junk food, then it sits in our body and we get sick. If the, if the dorm room is cluttered in a messy in certain ways, then the energy also stops and we, our minds and hearts, get cluttered in the dorm room. And this is what's known as feng shui. Yes. It, it comes from India and it comes from China. And, for example, uh, we're, we, are, we, have, we are like magnets. We have poles in our, magnetic poles in our body, as does the Earth. So if we sleep with our pillow to the south, it gives us a very peaceful rest because our, it magnetizes us to that southern uh, magnet. Oh. So one thing any student, anybody can do is pull out your smartphone, pull out, get a compass app, find south or east, but south is a more 
comfortable, more restful piece sleep. Uh, and put your hello, pillow there and see if it, it helps. And mm-hmm. I'll just add that it's, it's not the ultimate solution if you're not studying and you're stressed out. You say, well, I'll just put my pillow to the south and I won't, I'll have a good sleep. <laughs> you know, that's kind right. of cheating. Yeah, <laughs> right. doesn't quite work. Right, right. How about your desk position? Yeah, you know, when we have to write finals, midterms, creative papers, let's face our desk so our face is facing the east. And that eastern direction is creativity and spirituality. So I, I remember years ago, before we had blogs, I used to write Ayurvedic articles for the local newspapers and magazines on the East Coast. And one day I had a writer's block, and I never had that before. And I was just learning about the feng shui, and I saw it turn your desk to the east, and I did that, and everything flowed ever since. Oh. Gee, I think mine faces west. I better change it around. Okay. And how about aromas and colors? Oh, this now we're, this is great, Mari, because we're getting into the emotions. And I, I honestly believe our emotions outrank our thoughts. You know, if we have a smell and go, oh, I remember when I was a kid, I smelled vanilla. My mother was cooking cookies, and right. suddenly you're happy again. And so they work, and they really instantly break us out of a mood. So if you're feeling, if you're feeling depressed, then something like ylang ylang, Y L A N G, ylang ylang, or jasmine. Mm. Smell those uh, scented flowers, floral rose, and they'll uplift your spirit. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, we are just out of time. Can you believe that? It just went so quickly. So I just, great. yeah, I just want to mention the book again. This is the Hip Guru's Guide to the Stress-Free College Student, Natural Tips for a Happier Campus Life. And we've been speaking with Swami G. Tirtha, and it's a wonderful book, and you can find out more. Why don't you just give your website, and it's time to go, Swamiji. Sure, it's thehipguru.com, thehipguru.com. Well, this is wonderful. Uh, please stay in touch, and we'll have you back again, okay? I'd love it, Mari. Thanks Okay, for thanks. Bye-bye. Well, everybody. Yes, you too. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org. On the net, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30, and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. It's about trust. expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.